Welcome to the Muckle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. The Super Wild Card Sunday. There was a lot to chew on in this Super Wild Card Sunday. This was our third year of having three playoff games on the Wild Card Sunday. But our first year with all three being good. 2020, we had a you know a boring game right in the middle there. I think that was uh, Saints-Bears. And then in 2021, there were two blowouts. The Bucks and the Chiefs, you know, blew out the, the Pennsylvania visitors, Eagles and Steelers last year. So today, it was kind of exhausting. <laughs> Three nail-biting playoff football games. Oh my gosh. We're going to go through them all, starting with Miami at Buffalo, going to the Giants in Minnesota, and then closing with the Ravens just barely losing to the Cincinnati Kitty Cats. I'll be back tomorrow to talk Bucks and Cowboys, as well as the, the AP All-Pro team, sort of a tradition on the Super Wild Card Monday, second year of that. Um, and then Tuesday, Kirk and I will be talk the matchups going forward uh, for the divisional playoff round. So let's get right into it with the Buffalo Bills squeaking by the Skyler Thompson Dolphins 34-31. <laughs> Failing to cover that 10.5 point spread. <laughs> uh, huge favorites going into the game, and the, it was just the, the moral loss for the Buffalo Bills. They led 17-0, but they just could not keep those slippery dolphins in the bay. <laughs> you know, there were, it was kind of a chaotic game. You know, there were dropped passes from both teams. Dawson Knox in the end zone, drops a Josh Allen pass, ends up being a field goal. Khalil Shakir on the Josh Allen bomb. Uh, you know, had, had he caught that, you know, we maybe wouldn't have had uh, 10 possessions at the end of the half, <laughs> you know, but he dropped it and there was a punt and, and we spent like an hour wrapping out that last two minutes of the half. The Bills... They were holding the Dolphins to, to field goals. So, it, you know, it was 17-0. Then it was 17-6, I think, 17-9. Should be a bigger lead. You know, your, the Bills fans are a little uncomfortable, but expecting it sort of to go the, like how the 49ers Seahawks went. Eventually, the better team is going to start to pull away. And that's when things started to go wrong for Buffalo. Allen, end of second half, throws the ball to Cole Beasley, just bounces off his chest picked off the short field Skylar Thompson hits Gasecki for a touchdown the half ends with Dolphins only down three and then the second half starts with that corner blitz it was um let's see <laughs> I think it was actually the second possession of the half so Dolphins had a possession they punted to the Bills as Josh Allen walks onto the field Tony Romo is saying uh Josh Allen is about to begin the onslaught and that first play Dolphins DB Eric Rowe on the corner blitz hits Allen who doesn't appear to quite register it you know it's a fumble it's a scramble for the ball just rolling 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 back into the end zone Dolphins defensive touchdowns the Dolphins are up now 24 20 it's just a horrible sequence of events. Nervous energy, as Jim Nance kept talking about on the broadcast. Are the Bills going to choke this? 
uh, you know, and, and ultimately the bills bounce back in that third quarter from that, you know, I don't want to slander Skylar Thompson. You know, I was hard on Skylar Thompson and, you know, when I thought Anthony Brown was talking or Tyler Huntley thinking that they, their presence in these games was going to ruin the competitiveness of our playoff games. It did not. Skylar Thompson for the Dolphins quarterback, he, the Dolphins quarterback, Skylar Thompson played better than his stats. I mean, he's 18 for 45, 240 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. He could have, he could have played better. He could have had better stats. There's two drops by Waddle early in the game. There's one by Tyreek Hill. Like the last thing you need for your third string quarterback is, is your elite receivers dropping balls. And then in the second half, Thompson had a perfect deep throw to Waddle, dropped a perfect one up the seam for Gasecki. You know, also dropped. It was right in his hands. Uh, you know, I know he was probably bracing for the hit there, but there were big chances for Thompson to have an even better day. All that to say, how much can you even ask of this guy? Because after the Dolphins got that touchdown, that defensive touchdown, they stopped Josh Allen again. Nervous energy, nervous energy. Thompson threw a pick on third and long. And you just remember, this guy's a third string quarterback that seemed to relax all of Buffalo. Definitely relaxed Josh Allen. There's two touchdown drives after that. They get a 10 point lead. You know, they should have again pulled away, but they didn't. Uh, <laughs> just this is a bad game for josh allen bad by his standards you know he's just reckless with the ball and and, and with his body and you know he, he he fumbled had three interceptions and just general impatience uh, you know from josh allen after the dolphins they scored in the fourth to again cut into that 10 point lead brought it within three it felt like josh allen could not wait to get the lead back to 10. It had to happen now. And he took two deep shots, which were well covered, and then another incomplete pass, and they punted the ball right back to the Dolphins. You know, that was just a really, really bad sign, a really bad sequence. Uh, but in the end, it was the defenses that were holding, both Dolphins and Bills defense. You wouldn't know it from the 34-31 score, but that Dolphins touchdown where they got within three, that was the final score of the game. And there was about 11 minutes left in the game at that point. The Dolphins had a chance. They really did. And the Bills D stopped them from even getting that field goal to send it to overtime. I think the Dolphins win this game with Tua Tungavailoa. You know, I think that's pretty clear because they had multiple chances to just get a field goal. You got to think Tua does that. Not no major. Skylar Thompson played well today for considering. You know, Josh Allen played better than Skylar Thompson, but we're talking about different levels of expectation. Allen played bad, bad to his standards. Thompson good for his standards. Um, Bills ultimately won on a controversial first down call. I, I don't know. It wasn't that controversial to me. Devin Singletary, seven-yard run. He was right at the line. You know, I think he got it. The CBS line was sort of off, throwing everybody's kind of perspective out of whack. You know, when you look how close it was, whatever was called on the field was going to be what it was. So the Bills advance. Barely beating a seven seed with a third string quarterback. Uh, the Bills are the only team that has trouble with seven seeds. <laughs> you know, in, the, in the three years we've had seven seeds, we've had 
six total seven seeds only the bills have had trouble the 2020 philip rivers colts gave the bills trouble that first year and the 2022 dolphins everyone else all the other seven seeds 2020 bears 2021 eagles and steelers 2022 seahawks yesterday were all pretty much blown out so let's talk the next game the new york football giants go to the aesthetically pleasing Minnesota Vikings stadium. We joined them about four to five minutes into the first quarter because that Dolphins-Bills game ran very long. We talked about the end of the first half. It was just like an hour for the last like two, three minutes. Um, Luckily, we joined the Minnesota Giants game. There's about four minutes off the clock in the first quarter. It was still zero to zero. And the Vikings are driving for their obligatory we are elite opening drive every time this is classic vikings they look amazing on the first drive but what was unexpected so we got to see that touchdown jefferson almost scored it cousins gets qb sneak what was unexpected though was the giants responding right back and just rolling over the vikings defense all game long i mean it started just just wide open first down after first down after first down. I would not seen this out of the Giants. At one point, Daniel Jones was three attempts for 36 rushing yards, while Barkley was three attempts for 47 rushing yards. <laughs> it's like six attempts for like almost 80 yards. It was going well for the Giants. Both offenses led some epic touch touchdown drives. It was it was pretty some of the time, not pretty some of the other times, but this is exactly what we all expected out of Vikings Giants, right? A close game. I don't know that we expect the Giants to be so smooth, but it was definitely going to be close. Uh, for the Vikings, a lot of it was, again, tight end TJ Hawkinson, 13 catches for 109 yards against the Giants on Christmas Eve. Same thing today, 10 catches for 129 yards. He really made some huge catches at some huge times. And the Giants... I mean, Wink Martindale, defense coordinator, they devoted everything to Justin Jefferson. You know, they, the announcers did a good job. I think it was Greg Olson. This was the, the group there. They did a good job pointing out that really everything that went well for the Vikings is because all of the Giants are going towards Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson in motion has like a tangible effect, tangible hesitations on the defense. Um, but it worked four catches or seven catches for 47 yards they just said not jefferson and wink martindale didn't go his usual blitz heavy nature he, he that's what he had to do they had to respect justin jefferson and they did still the other guys kj osborne tj hawkinson dalvin cook made a couple plays you know the vikings when they needed a touchdown drive they got a touchdown drive they kept pace with the giants here who really Maybe it's because the Vikings were the 31st pass defense uh, in the league, um, but Daniel Jones looked different than he has all year. Not just with his legs, which he's done all year, but this the, the new like intermediate to deep passing game that the Giants all of a sudden had today. Isaiah Hodgins, 105 yards. Darius Slayton, 88 yards. Just whenever they needed it these third and converting these third and longs or second and longs where has that been it was really interesting to see it's probably more reflective of the matchup we'll have plenty of time to talk about that as they go face the eagles here uh saquon barkley at 109 yards felt like more <laughs> felt like more um 24 to 24 
12 and a half minutes in the fourth quarter, you know, we're thinking, God, just, just what a great game. You knew, you knew these two teams were going to do this. And with, with, um, with the game tied, the Giants get the 12 play drive where they just kept coming, kept converting, you had that fourth down in there and they capped with the Saquon Barkley, just push the defensive tackle back into the end zone with you. Saquon, huge, huge game for Saquon. He hasn't had a lot of career highlights in terms of importance uh, on the NFL scale. So really cool to see him get that. Um, so they went up 31-24. Giants got a stop. They did this wonderfully aggressive. This is what I wanted to talk about. The aggressiveness of Brian Dayball to eat the clock at all costs. He saw what happened to the Colts. He saw what happened to the Bills. You don't let the Vikings get even an inch. They were they went five wide to start. They're up by seven. You know, they, he didn't go into, you know, Rex Ryan mode. They're up by seven. He's going five wide. They're getting a first down. It's fourth and inches. They're going for it. They get the QB sneak. They get it. And because they went for that fourth and one instead of punting and got the QB sneak, they did force the Vikings to use their timeouts. They, you know, they ran, ran, ran. Third and 15. That's when Vikings nonsense started to ensue as uh, I believe Ben Solak put on uh, on Twitter there <laughs> because the Giants had the game won it was third and 15 the perfect play call they've kept they're keeping the foot on the gas they're gonna pass for this third and 15 to end the game instead of just a rant a surrender draw play Jason Garrett probably frothing at the mouth you gotta run a draw there Daniel Jones has Darius Slayton for a catch and run, all he needed to do was catch the ball, and he dropped it. And you're thinking, Vikings, here we go. They're going to get the ball back when they shouldn't get the ball back. Giants punt. Then the, then there's a there's a phantom like roughing the passer call on Cousins. They get to their own 38, and it's down to the two-minute warning. You're thinking, oh, God, here come the penalties. This is classic Vikings. They're just They're going to get to a place where they could win the game. And they've done it all year. 11-1 score wins. Eighth for eight fourth quarter. Kirk Cousins comeback. Comebacks this year. <sighs> but not to be. Not to be this game. Not a ninth. Because Kirk Cousins, maybe it's the bright lights. I know the primetime narrative is like not necessarily scientific, but it just seems to happen a lot to Kirk Cousins when the game is like on national television, an isolated game. Instead of leading a game-winning drive like he had eight times in 17 games, incomplete, incomplete, and a check down on fourth and eight. And not just like a check down like a couple yards short. It's like five yards short of the line to gain. Easily fails. There was pressure from Big Dexter Lawrence, who was a problem all game. Uh, All-pro selection, well-deserved. Big Dexter got that inside pressure, but Cousins... Not a good look. Not a good look. The Vikings lose. The Giants win. The Giants deserved this win. You know, how real was the Daniel Jones Giants offense? We can talk about that with Kirk on Tuesday about carrying into Philadelphia. But the Vikings, we always knew that this would come. We just didn't know when. And I was joking. I kind of hoped it wouldn't. (laughs) You know, but the other side of variance hits them. It's their 31st playoff loss of all time. Most in NFL history. Got to make the playoffs to lose in the playoffs. Vikings are kind of piling up uh, decades of this. 
decades of successful enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to actually do something, real something in the playoffs. It's been about 50 years now. From Fran Tarkenden to uh, you know the the Anthony Carter years, the Chris Carter, Randy Moss years, the Brett Favre, Adrian Peterson, Cole Pepper, all the way up to the Case Keenum game, you know when they got blown up by the Eagles. It's been so long; it's been five decades. Are we encroaching? This is a hot take. How many more decades do the Vikings need to lose in the playoffs to become to encroach on Boston Red Sox territory? You know, because they went into like six, seven, eight decades of always being around but never winning the championship. Maybe 10, 20, maybe 30 more years of this for the Vikings, and they're right with the Red Sox. Who knows? All right, the final game, the Sunday night football game. The Bengals host the Baltimore Ravens. Really the only breather that we got throughout the day, if you can even call it a breather, was the first half of the Ravens Bengals game 10 9 at half it was the only half of six halves today that didn't have over 20 points just barely thanks to a McPherson missed extra point Jamar Chase was was leading for the Bengals he got that touchdown J.K. Dobbins said put it on my back with the Ravens and he he held up there got his touchdown to the big engines Chase and Dobbins for for this AFC North battle and it really this was an AFC North battle. It was chippy. It was hard hitting. It was line of scrimmage. And it you know, really came down to the defenses. You know, the Bengals, they definitely had the best player in the game, whose name is Joe Burrow, but they are so banged up on the offensive line. They I already said this when Lyle Collins went down. Now it's even worse. They had their guard go down last week. Now Jonah Williams is out. You know, the scariest graphic that Bengals fans should have burned into their brain is that their their new improved offensive line that has been the source of of pride of them ascending to be the juggernaut, maybe that is actually should be favored over the Bills and Chiefs. They had that offensive line start 15 games this season. Now 60% of that line is hurt. And uh, it looked that way too. I mean, Joe Burrow made something happen. There were little sparks of Chase, little sparks of Higgins here. There, Joe, there's a third quarter Burrow masterpiece. I don't know that any quarterback in the NFL gets that third quarter touchdown, that drive with a touchdown and two point conversion to go up 17, 10 other than Joe Burrow. I mean, every play an offensive lineman was being blown off the ball and the Ravens were getting pressure. It's just quick decisions, quick outs. There was some mix and running plays in there. There was a play action pass to chase. That was crucial, but and they got the touchdown Hurst to the one, then the QB sneak and they got that two point conversion that that shouldn't have happened like the the advantage was with the Ravens defense and the Ravens defense won this game you know at least on that side of the ball against Joe Burrow nothing else happened throughout the fourth quarter uh, for Joe Burrow and the offense but to get that touchdown drive to just stick it out even though 60 percent of the offensive line is gone that that was something special and you know the Ravens they just on the other side of the ball on, on for them on offense, they just weren't dominant. You know, Tyler Huntley played good compared to his expectations compared to what he had done this year. You know, he had uh, some, some better games last year. Really? This looked more like Tyler Huntley of 2021, 
but had they had Lamar Jackson with J.K. Dobbins playing well, Mark Andrews led the team with 73 yards, I think they win this game handily. You know, <laughs> because Huntley had it. He had the, Huntley had the game. You know, as the, as the Bengals could do nothing else really through the second half after that drive, the Ravens scored. They tied it 17-17. They got the ball back. And, you know, the big the 35-yard run by Huntley along the, the left sideline there inside the 10-yard line. Everyone's expecting the Ravens to, to, to go up by a touchdown now as they get onto the goal line. And that's when we get the swing play. Probably the biggest swing play of this postseason. Uh, they, I love that they called out the um, James Harrison uh, Pittsburgh linebacker uh, return against the Arizona Cardinals in the 2008 Super Bowl because that really is what this was. It was third and goal. Tyler Huntley tries to do the Air Jordan QB sneak over the top. Hey, Trevor Do- Lawrence did it on Saturday night for that two-point conversion, but it just doesn't break the plane gets batted back I think it was Logan Wilson just knocks that ball out of Huntley's hands into the hands of Sam Hubbard who rumbles 98 yards back for a Bengals defensive touchdowns all the advanced analytics are going nuts Bengals win probability went from 46 percent to 88 percent on one play a 14 point swing Ravens are just crushed they were going to be up seven now they're down seven And if the ball crossed that plane, it's a totally different game. Game of inches, as they say, right? And the Ravens started to cut a few other chances on it. Like I said, the Ravens defense erased Joe Burrow from the fourth quarter. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, they were playing great away. Um, Winnable performance from them. But it was the Bengals defense. Who, who continued to make the plays. They scored that touchdown, and they also continued to make the stops. I mean, hey, it's AFC North football, right? Uh, and this is what the Bengals defense did all 2021 uh, for that playoff run, the adjustments, the big plays, the takeaways. Um, I mean, <laughs> speaking of Joe Burrow being a race in the fourth quarter, at one point in this game, Joe Burrow went three and out. Then the punter got running into the kicker penalty. Joe Burrow got a new set of downs, and they went three and out again. <laughs> Like, that, this is a fourth quarter of a playoff game. That doesn't happen to Joe Burrow. That's symptomatic of the offensive line. I mean, that absolutely is. Ravens got the ball with 314 left to go. Need a touchdown to tie it. Try to send it to overtime, though who knows? Maybe Harbaugh would have went for two. They're huddling up? Just bizarre time management. I mean, before the two-minute warning, there was a Huntley two-yard run and a Justice Hill one-yard catch that took a minute 10 off the clock. Two plays, a minute 10 off the clock. That's bad anyway, much less in a, in a rushing situation. And then after the two-minute warning, they got a pass and they huddled up again. Huntley got that four-yard run to get the first down. And I think there was about, I forget exactly what it, but it was between two minutes and one minute. Got the four-yard run. It took 35 seconds of running clock to get to their next play. What is Greg Roman, John Harbaugh, what is it? They had two timeouts. But by the time they got to the uh, 27-yard line, there was under 30 seconds. They were in desperation mode anyway. The timeouts don't even matter at this point. Huntley heaves a couple. They really had no chance, at least conventionally no chance. Uh, the final play, that Hail Mary, that, that was inches away, game of inches as they say, from bouncing into the hands of James Prochet would have been a complete fluke but 
it kind of it kind of hit one of his hands. So the Bengals win. I'm happy for the Bills Bengals matchup, even if both teams barely scraped by today. But the Ravens they won this game. I mean, they would have crushed the Bengals with Lamar Jackson. They were the better team tonight. We will see what happens. Bengals and Bills shaky performances today. I think of all the teams that play today, I think we're most excited about the New York football giants and Daniel Jones. How about that? Who would have called that before today? Well, we'll be back tomorrow to talk Tom Brady versus the Cowboys and then uh, Tuesday preview the divisional matchups with Kirk. My name is Miles and good night.